This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Mike show. You might be mocking me or you might be staunchly agreeing with me. I can't tell. I'm mocking you. And the Bulldog. What is Fozzie Bear's role in this production? On WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back, and, you know, if you're wondering, of course the snow is still falling uh, here on Grand Island. It's pretty thick and seemingly going to last forever. I think maybe this is the one, Bulldog, that never ends. It's been almost a week. Yeah, we we talked a little bit about this late yesterday. My neighborhood, North North Buffalo, we got off, we got we got off pretty easy until today. Like today might be the most accumulation we've had in the span of you know whatever the late morning into the afternoon, and it is still snowing here, and it it looks like it's the most we've had on the ground at, you know in any one snowfall through this whole thing that started what last last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not great. Mark Schofield with us. Hey, Mark, Western Hotline. Happy to bring Mark back on the show. It's been a little bit of a while, I would say. But uh, one of our favorite guests from SB Nation covers the NFL. F1 as well. I'm not sure we have a lot of time for F1, Mark. I don't know how you were uh, you were, you, if you were briefed. We're, we're more interested in, uh, in Bill's Chiefs, and I hope that's okay. I mean, I'm surprised because I figured you guys were going to have me on to talk about we got preseason testing come up. We got, you know, Bahrain Grand Prix in a couple of weeks. I figured that's where the focus would be today in Western New York. It's certainly not on an exciting playoff game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, but I guess we can make do. I can't believe with a chance to squeeze F1 content into this conversation, you didn't lead with Gunther Steiner resigning his post. It is a difficult day for those Haas fans among us seeing the the team principal, Gunther Steiner, out. Also, a driver survived Netflix darling. I imagine some Netflix executives are wondering how they're going to piece together the next couple of years of driver survive without him smashing doors. There it is. Through finesse, we got it in. We got it in. Very good. Um, well, Mark, here are the Bills after somewhat of a tumultuous season into round two and playing finally a home game against Kansas City. Uh, in the playoffs, how would you say, would you say you're surprised that the way the year went, the Bills are in this spot, or maybe not, because we all seem to know how um, how high the ceiling was going into the season, at least for Buffalo? I think the best way to answer that is, I'm not surprised that we're here on divisional round weekend, 
and the Buffalo Bills have a home game in the playoffs. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not surprised that they were the two seed in the AFC and that they won the AFC East. I am surprised that let's just call it the journey because it was a bit of a winded road to get there. And certainly they started playing incredibly good football coming out of their bye week during a pivotal stretch for them when their bats were up against it from a getting into the playoffs perspective. But what's fascinating about the Bills is going into that final week of the regular season, they were that proverbial team that nobody will want to face in the playoffs. They're playing some of the best football, but we still didn't even know if they would even get in. They still had to get in, and there was a chance that they could have been watching the playoffs with the rest of us, depending on if results went against them on that final week. But they're in. So ultimately, I'm not surprised that here we are divisional week and that they're playing at home and that they've got a home playoff game and that they were the two seed. They won the division. I think the journey and the way that they got there is a bit of a surprise. But ultimately, this is when you want to be playing your best football. You know, if they were the one seed, but they had kind of limped into the playoffs, maybe you'd be a bit more worried about them. But with where they are right now and how they've played down the stretch, I think you have to feel pretty confident about where they stand going into this weekend. Yeah, you know, this is one of these things that I think we often, Mark, at least a lot of fans will, decide after the outcome exactly how they want to judge that. Um, on one hand, they look they look maybe as hot as any team in the league, uh, having now won six games in a row here after beating the Steelers in the wild card round. But if they falter, maybe they were tapped out and ran out of gas. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly possible. I mean, ultimately, you know, the NFL is a you get kind of get judged on your last game of the season type of league. And if they come out this weekend and they end up losing to Kansas City, people might say to your point there that, look, they did so much just to get in and get to this point that, like you said, they ran out of gas, that they just didn't have enough to continue this run. But I still always come back to the idea that that sort of Bill Belichick idea of you want to be playing your best football in January. You know, and if, if that holds true, and I think it very well can for the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be okay this weekend. Because what I'd love to see from the Bills down the stretch here is, and we've talked about this before, guys, the ability to win games different ways. You know, that, that game against Dallas, for example, when you have 266 yards rushing as a team, you know, a high for the Buffalo Bills dating back to last time they did something like that was 2016. They've got more ways to win than just Josh Allen doing Josh Allen things. I think that's huge for this team, not just this weekend, but with just irons on winning the conference and getting to and potentially winning a Super Bowl. The more pathways you have to win a game, it's always a good thing for a football team. And so they're playing their best football right now. They've got a home game against the Chiefs, which is something we have not seen before. And I do feel very good about their chances going into this weekend. Good. Mark Schofield with us here on WGR. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. How important is it to you, Mark, that the game is a home game? Like you just sort of mentioned that it is, and it has been, what, five in a row the Bills have played in Kansas City, including two playoff games in the last three seasons. Um, Do you think it's a big factor? I I do think it's a big factor. I mean, I remember years ago reading some of John Madden's books, you know, one knee equals two feet and things like that, and he talked about how football players are creatures of habit, and it's so important when you're – you know, he was talking about when you're on the road and if you encounter a delay in travel or, you know, an unexpected change to the itinerary, it could throw so much off. But when you have that ability to sort of be going through your usual routine to be doing it at home, I think that's a big advantage for Buffalo. And I also think it's a big advantage because for the Kansas City Chiefs, 
you know, they haven't had a road playoff game. Most of their, you know, games away from Arrowhead in the postseason and the Patrick Mahomes era have been Super Bowls. You know, I, I think you can sort of quibble with that one Super Bowl where they're playing Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. That was more of a road game than a neutral site, but they've been used to playing at home. Now it's going to be new for them. It's going to be a new schedule, new experience for them. Ultimately, the game will get started and they'll find their way back into a routine. But I think having this game at home, it is a big advantage for the Buffalo Bills. And I do think, you know, it's another reason why I'm confident about their chances going into this game. It's because they are creatures of habit and now they get a chance to do it on their turf in front of their fans. And the Chiefs have to do something for the first time, which might take some adjustment. You mentioned here the, their ability to win games in different ways. And really, that, that's been James Cook and the running game. And even James Cook as a receiver. Like, that's something, man, we've talked, you know, over the years here, going back to the offseason before last, the Bills' desire. That actually ended up in them drafting James Cook because they got jilted by J.D. McKissick in free agency, thought they had him, didn't have him. Seemed like they'd been looking for his back to catch the ball. And Ken Dorsey never really got that off the ground for them. Here comes Joe Brady you know, a little after midseason, and suddenly James Cook is, you know, a weapon in the passing game with, like, plays clearly designed for him, not just, you know, outlet valve, safety valve stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you think about the way that they've used him as a receiver, it brings me back to the notion that, you know, the NFL is in many ways a matchup-based league, and you have to think about it as an offensive coordinator, a play caller, how are you going to take advantage of your favorable matchups? And going into a game like this one where, you know, if you look at that Chiefs-Dolphins game, the Chiefs did a very good job. Steve Fagnolo, Jarius Sneed did a very good job at sort of limiting the damage from Tyree Kill. Yes, he had the one big play, but kind of an underthrown ball situation where maybe if it was a better throw, it even falls incomplete. It's an underthrown ball. You get the pass interference, but he catches it for the touchdown. But on some of their other plays where Tua wanted to throw to Hill, Sneed sort of erased him. So you start thinking about, well, if you see a similar matchup with Diggs and they do a good job taking away Diggs, where can you get production in the passing game? Cook against some of their linebackers and safeties, I think is a very good matchup for this Buffalo Bills passing game. And again, it, it does bring us back to the idea of, okay, we've got multiple ways to win. Certainly you might think your preferred option is targeting Stephon Diggs in the passing game. But if the, if the Chiefs and Steve Spagnuolo come up with a game plan similar to what they did with Miami to sort of reduces to opportunities now you've got other ways to exploit that secondary exploit that defense in the passing game and so incorporating him not just as a running back not just as you know an outlet out on you know outlet receiver out of the backfield that's a big thing for this team it's been a big thing for this offense and it could be a very big thing this weekend with mark schofield here on wgr mark what have you made of kansas city's season with their relative inability to score this year more another year where they looked kind of light at wide receiver and this year you might think they've paid for it more than well last year they ended up winning a championship like are, are the chiefs still the chiefs for you at least on offense not really it's it's been a very strange season for them and in some ways it's almost a mirror image of how we've viewed them in the past whereas in the past it was look that offense is very good you know, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey. They've got ways to score points. Can they just get enough from that defense to sort of get a stop when they need it? Now it's that defense has been very good. They've been extremely good all season long. They were very good Saturday night against the Dolphins. And 
the questions seem to linger more on the offensive side of the football more than anything else. And certainly Patrick Mahomes is as talented as it gets at the position and he's going to make his plays. Kelsey is going to find his opportunities. You know, he's been banged up this year. And so that coupled with the lack of production from the outside receiver spots has allowed defenses to take him away a little bit more. Getting Rice going in the passing game, they've done that at times this year, has been big for them. But when I take a step back and look at the Chiefs, it's I've got more questions about their offense than their defense. And so it's not the same old Chiefs in a sense. They've kind of evolved a little bit. Now we'll see what that offense looks like and what they're able to get done this weekend. But I've got more questions about them from an offensive standpoint than I do about a defensive standpoint, which is a departure from where we've been with them in the past. Have you seen, you mentioned maybe he's been, been banged up here, Kelsey. Uh, are there, I mean, he's, he's, he's pretty old <laughs> at this point in his career. I mean, he's been one of the most productive tight ends in history. Uh, but are there signs of attrition there, you think? I mean, I think it's a wear and tear thing more than anything else. He's a very physical style of player. I mean, one of the great things about Kelsey as a tight end is, you know, what he does after the catch. But, you know, there's some wear and tear that comes with that when you're trying to pick up yardage after the catch, when you're trying to run through a defender or take on multiple def- would-be tacklers. It, 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 it wears on you as a player. I mean, we've, we saw it for years with Gronkowski and some other tight ends that have gone through the league. It's, you know, he's certainly a great athlete and a very physical player, but it takes its toll. Now, also, like you said, look, he's a little bit older now. You know, we're also going through a period where perhaps his brother has finally decided to retire. It still hasn't been made official. And so, you know, there's some mileage there. I, I think that coupled with the fact that when you've got that lack of production from the outside receivers, when defenses are going to focus their attention on Kelsey, that also gets to wear on you. Maybe you're getting jammed a little bit more than you're used to. Maybe you're getting doubled a little bit more than you're used to. And that also takes its toll. And I think that has all sort of added up this year to what we're seeing from him right now, which is, Still an extremely good player, still a very productive weapon, but it hasn't been the same. There have been drops. There have been missed opportunities that I think have cost him a little bit here and there. Mark, so big picture, this is probably the game of the weekend, but you've got the Ravens against an interesting Houston team, San Francisco off a of bye. The NFC East is out of the way. Detroit, though, um, what do you think the big picture looks like for this season? How does it end? I mean, look, I, I think it's going to be pretty chalky on the AFC side of things this week. And I like Baltimore. I like Buffalo to get to an AFC championship game. You now, I, I do like those two teams coming out. Over on the NFC side, Packers are a very good story. Um, they're certainly a year or two ahead of schedule, you might say. And it's interesting, you know, back in November, around that time, frame before that big win on Thanksgiving against the Lions, people were still wondering about Jordan Love and his long term there in Green Bay. I think he's answered those questions. But I think their little run ends with San Francisco this week. And then in the other game, I think that's a fascinating game where you've got Detroit and Tampa Bay. I kind of like Tampa Bay in that game. I I just think there's something about this team and their ability to bring pressure and generate pressure on the opposing passer. I think it's going to be a big factor when you're talking about Jared Goff and sometimes where he struggles. So I kind of think you're getting Tampa Bay, San Francisco, Buffalo, Baltimore. I would like San Francisco coming out of the NFC and the AFC if it's those two teams. That's going to be a tough one to call. I'd sit here right now and say Baltimore, but it's going to be a fascinating game if that is the way it ends up. Do you think Where Baltimore you... rolls Saturday, or do you think that's a that's a close one? I think that's a close one. 
Um, the, the thing that's going to be fascinating, this is now the third go-round between C.J. Stroud and Mike McDonald, their defensive coordinator. They're obviously locked horns one time at, at Michigan, Ohio State. McDonald got the better of them there. That was the season opener this year, so Stroud was still, yep. you know, it was his first NFL start. I think a lot of the stuff that McDonald is going to throw at him, Stroud is now going to have an answer for. Now he's got a full NFL season under his belt. I think Houston keeps it close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything like that. I think Baltimore eventually wins this game, but I do think it's going to be a good game. Where do you like Bill Belichick to end up here? It seems like it's going to be Atlanta. Um, You know, he's going for that second round of interviews, and that makes me think that it's pretty close to being done. Uh, I'm surprised that Atlanta was going to be the choice. I'll, I'll admit I was one of the people that, Back in October, I was saying, you know what's going to happen here? Is he's going to end up leaving New England. The Cowboys are going to have an embarrassing playoff loss, and Jerry Jones won't be able to help himself. <laughs> he's just going to go out there and say, we're going to get Bill Belichick. He'll back up the Jerry Mobile with the star on the side and get himself Bill Belichick. And when that game happened Sunday night, I immediately, that's where my mind went. I thought, here we go. But Jerry's being patient. Sure. It's Mike McCarthy back. So, you know, and, and when Washington went out and hired Peters, the general manager, I thought that was a move, you know, in a different direction. I thought Washington might have been a good landing spot for Belichick, but it seems like the signs are moving towards Belichick going to the Atlanta Falcons. Bulldog hates the Falcons, and it's not even like a rational thing because I don't think there are that many people that hate the Falcons, but Bulldog is one of them. He might be the only one. <laughs> I mean, we all have our quirks. I mean, you know, you don't like being at the <laughs> Yes, that's, that's right. Okay. I can, I can kind of get that's it. That's right. I, I yeah. hate them because I don't think anybody cares about them. And yeah, so their I mean, existence, so. their fair. very existence really bothers me. It offends me. Either. Right. I mean, I think that's a fair, fair sort of comparison. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to do out in Atlanta. And, you know, maybe going to Atlanta games kind of low on the list of things you want to do. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Mark, thank you. We always enjoy our uh, conversations with you. Thanks so much, my friends. Enjoy the games this weekend, and good luck this weekend with both the games and the snow. There it is, <laughs> in whatever order. Uh, Mark Schofield with us here on the Western Hotline. Why wouldn't you like a team that you don't think anybody cares about? Shouldn't it go the other way? Shouldn't you sort of feel bad for them? I that well, that's a good question uh, because I'm I'm you know underdog guy. I like I don't like all the mainstream stuff in pop culture that everyone likes. I'm I'm you know small music club guy, indie band guy, and so the Falcons maybe could fit. I don't know, man. It just they just piss me off. That's that's, that's <laughs> all there is. They're gaudy, gross stadium. Year. I just I don't know. The whole thing is just obnoxious. The stupid mustache the owner has. I mean, I just don't don't like them. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How about Andy Reid? Speaking of mustache, uh, mustaches and and, and other teams' people. Nothing stupid about that Andy Reid. That is a that's a that's a broom right there. I mean, that's a that's a world class mustache. Nothing nothing weak about it. Um, Yeah, he's very hard to dislike. (laughs) He's he is very hard to dislike. Although both he and Mahomes, after the Bills beat them, sounded like babies. I was glad to have Eric Wood remind us of that on uh, on Tuesday when he visited with us. Uh, yeah. But Reed is Reed's. I don't know. He's he's. He, I don't want to say he's impossible to dislike, but it's awfully hard. It is pretty hard. He had icicles uh, growing on his mustache the other night. You see that? Cool shot. 
Yes. You I had ice, ice growing on, on oh. from your beard? Dude, when I was when I was a runner, I would be out on, you know, the coldest days you could have. And, yeah, I would come home and there would be – yeah, I've got pictures. I mean, they're they're old. I don't know that I can find them. Uh, but of, yeah, like serious, serious ice in my uh, facial hair. Forming is probably a better word than growing. Ice doesn't grow exactly. Right. Yeah. Two, two days in a row with the words. We're trying to define ice forming in, in your beard or on your mustache. Let's take a time out. Seems like a good time for that. We'll have an update, and then we'll talk some more, go into some of the Bills' injury news from today. Sal Capaccio will join us at 5.30. Between now and then, Sabres GM Kevin Adams stops by. That'll be at 5. Sabres home to Chicago, rescheduled from last night, 7.05 tonight, pregame. Paul Hamilton joins us at 6. Lines open for you. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is WGR. I'm extremely excited, honestly. I mean, I know it's going to be a hostile environment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A great fan base. I mean, it'll be packed. I mean, I've watched on TV, but not get to really experience that fan base in person at the stadium in Buffalo. I've been a fan of the game. I, mean, I think more than anything, I like getting to go to other stadiums and experience that type of stuff and see what the, the stadiums I've watched growing up and those great games, see what it's like and get to play in those environments. And so I know it's going to be hostile. I know they're going to be wanting to win that football game, and I'm sure there'll be some trash talking going on. But when you look back on it, it be a great memory to be able to go out there and play in a playoff game in a great environment. That, of course, is Patrick Mahomes. I guess maybe you're thinking, be careful what you wish for. But uh, I totally get it. You know, you'd expect that. You'd hear that from Allen if it were the other way around. Yep. Yeah, you you got to just go into it, embrace what is going to be hard about it, and appreciate that. And I, I, you know... I know, you know, we listen to these guys talk in these little snippets or even in longer forms, and it's just a lot of, you know, okay, whatever. You know, we, we, we've joked around, or not even joked, really. I mean, rather matter-of-factly, have said for years, like, we could write the, these news conferences. Like, you know, you know what the oh, questions yeah. are going to be. You know what the answers are going to be. But the competitor that, that I, I believe he has shown himself to be, um, anything but that sort of mindset would be shocking to me. Like bring it on. That's that, that's that's who that's who he is. That's and you said it already. That's what Allen. You know, I'm sure that's how Allen has sounded going to Arrowhead, um, either in these playoff games in 20 or 21 or any of these regular season matchups as well. Plus, the Chiefs are a team that while they haven't had road playoff games, every road game they have is a 
it's a game that's circled by the other team, you know, the fan base uh, at this point. I mean, where would his toughest road tests have been? I mean, you think about the loudness of the stadium, that part of it. Of course, the Bills are both. They're rowdy, a rowdy crowd and a good team. And, you know, the conditions, um, not that the Chiefs haven't played in cold weather. They played in super cold weather just on Saturday. Uh, All adds up to a a nice little cocktail there. But, you know, in in the division, Mahomes has owned Denver. He's, He's got only maybe one loss that just happened uh, this year to Denver. Otherwise, it's Vegas, L.A. Like they don't have the division. They don't have a Foxborough in, in their division right. or some place where, you know, there's a lot of negative history and it's cold and the fans are maybe uh, pretty intense. Not really. Not not a lot of that with Kansas City and, and their uh, their rivalries, I guess. But yeah, it's going to be. It's all it's all just saying what we already know. It should be a very special, almost unbelievable kind of environment with what the stakes are for this game. I mean, how do you think fans are going to be for this? I mean, you're out there, you're going to be screaming and completely hyped for it, but also really nervous. You know, this is, (laughs) this game is everything. Yeah. Yeah. I I think um, it definitely strikes me as, yes, I think fever pitch, right. Um, You know, the scene, when, you know, they, they do the, you know, a drone shot, you know, before the opening kickoff, you know, when the teams are already on the field, I'll bet it'll be really, really, really electric in there. Um, if the Chiefs are able to wrestle control of the game away in any way, like, a, like you know, whatever, an opening drive score, a Bills three and out, the, the combination of those two things, a three and out by the Bills and then a Chiefs score or vice versa – um, I'll bet it could get real quiet real fast because of the tension like that. I, I know. And, you know, the, the fans that are the ones who egg everyone on uh, might get frustrated by that. But I think the tension is so high that a lot of people like if, if there's early adversity, I think a lot of fans might I don't want to say shut down, but it might just be like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe enough to yell right now. I'm just too tense. Yeah, at that point, you start to think about all the fantasy playoff lineups you entered and just maybe I can save the weekend. Uh, what's go- what, what happened in the other games? You're checking your underdog app and your FFPC. How many did you enter? Did you, did you do any this week with, with just the divisional round uh, or, you know, divisional round forward, any of those lineups? Did you do anything like that? Uh, you could come search all of my devices, and this is not an indictment of the product. You rave about it. Um, you will. You won't find any underdog in my search history. I don't. I've no. not. I've not. I've not done it. I've not been there. Not even the pick'em stuff. You do yeah. Fanduel, like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's it. Player. Yeah. A couple of yeah. You have Thompson. Of... Go ahead. Do you have Thompson for a hat trick tonight. Yes. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've gotten off of that uh, recently. Uh, Boy, when did he score two? That was last week, right? Was it maybe the Ottawa game? Uh, And I got nervous because I didn't have it that night. And I'm like, why did I not do it tonight? He's got two already, and they're going to pull the goalie. And he left that game early, as it turned out. So um, yes, but I'm still, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm picking and choosing there. Um, one win 
I'm still way up on what I've thrown in so far. I might have done it, I don't know, 12 times so far this year. So what? it's 120 bucks. I'm down uh, on Tage Thompson hat trick, coupled with like a Sabres win. Uh, but I, I'm on that again tonight. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll see if I can win my money back plus, uh, plus a healthy profit. Do you know the Sabres are probably a good favorite tonight? They, Yeah, they are. Yeah. In fact, um, even on the puck line, they are um, they are minus money, um, and that's that's pretty rare. Like usually, that's minus one NHL, and a half. It, yeah, yeah. Usually in the NHL, very rarely do you see a spread bigger than that. Although last right. week there was a Blackhawks game where I think whoever they were playing was favored by two and a half uh, in the game. Oh, but they. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking for it for you. Uh, I've got to, it here too. Yeah. Uh, the, oh, they're I've now got plus minus one ten. Okay, I've got them at plus one even at for on the on the puck line. Uh, oh no, no, it, it was it was minus a hundred when I looked, and now it's minus one hundred four, which is what I got it at. Mm. But usually that's two. a usually that's a plus bet for you. Um, oh yeah. But not tonight with the Blackhawks in town. The Blackhawks, if you like the upset. They're plus two hundred five on the on the money line. MGM is two twenty. Nice. They won their last game. It's one thing they have in common with the Sabers. They've each won their last game against San Jose. <laughs> uh, all right, Kevin Adams coming up at five pregame at six for the Sabers and Blackhawks. Unfortunately, no Connor Bedard. By the way, if you didn't know, I had a broken jaw a couple of weeks ago. So um, you know, one reason why you would. Pick this game in a ticket draft just to see the number one pick, yeah. but uh, he is out of the lineup. Um, Mike McCarthy isn't getting fired. Yeah, you uh, you were right on that last night when we talked about it, right? Um, I don't know if they if they got a you know feelers out on Belichick or not, but um, you know by yeah by last night like okay he's staying. Um, I mean I I wish I wish I wish them I'd say I wish them I don't wish them luck. I, I don't wish them luck. Uh, but I don't predict that that's going to get them where they want want to be. I, it's just, I, I I know like Jones's reputation. Um, you know, people can be critical of uh, an owner like him being temperamental, and it would have been characterized maybe as temperamental uh, because they've won a lot of games in the regular season. But they kind of keep stubbing their toe the same way. Uh, I think with this guy as coach and his track record of doing that goes back to Green Bay even post you know the Super Bowl he won but they did win a Super Bowl so he's got that but uh I'm I'm stunned that he's kept his job I thought for sure he was getting fired maybe it was about whether Belichick would would come but they did win a lot of games I mean they were great this year and so Generally, I would say that the move is just like we've had these conversations with McDermott. Like, you just – you don't win so many games and then want to make a move. Um, I understand the the beef about McCarthy. He, I, I am not a fan of his at all. But the expectation – somebody like me, a critic, about him this year was he's talking like they don't want to throw the ball anymore. Like, they want to – he, he changed out his offensive coordinator because he wanted to score too many points, and we can't have that. You know, these kinds of <laughs> comments were, were flying around all summer, 
and then during the season they were awesome. Like they they had the, they had a bad day here, and they had a couple others, but they they were great this year. It's just it was very strange to watch them uh, on on Sunday, I guess it was against the Packers. Sal brought up how incredibly bad their defense was in that game, and everything you even saw it play out live. Like everything they did just didn't make sense. They were losing every battle up front. Just what happened to a kind of a dangerous defense. I mean, Stephon Gilmore, for one, is just sort of, I don't know where his head was in this game, but he just could not do it. And it was really weird to watch that. And then offensively, right from the beginning, Green Bay wins the toss, scores. I'm sure they were very proud of themselves for that. That was the plan, take the ball and score. And then uh, right away with Lamb, like Prescott and Lamb are just sort of arguing and it, there were times this year when I, I thought that was evident. Like it was not the first time I've seen that from from C D Lamb and Prescott. Like they've had these sort of strange kind of moments where they don't look look like they know what what each other is thinking or doing. But man, to see that in the playoffs, what a waste of a season, right? I mean yeah. just it really is something how I mean I, I I said rather plainly when we would fool around and, and do the reverse NFC power rankings, mm. um, you know whatever you want to do with three through or four through sixteen, if I don't care. There's there's three teams at the top. There's only three teams in that conference that are capable of winning the Super Bowl. Two of them lost in the wild card round. Two the Eagles out. and the Cowboys were were two of those three, and I mean they just m- meekly went out. Both of them. I mean. Philly was no better on Monday night. I mean, it was that game was like a touchdown game into the third, you know, for a lot of the third quarter. But it, 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 they didn't ever seem really in it to me. Nope. No AJ Brown at least. At least the Eagles have an injury excuse. I think Hertz has been hurt. Devontae yeah. Smith has been hurt. Brown misses the game, but yeah, right. Um, you get a root for Detroit now. I think. Eh, sure. I mean, I'm not against Detroit, um, but I'm 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 real I'm really enjoying the 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 the, pa- the Packer story. I mean, it, it's you know, and and I like Baker too. So I'm I'm sort of leaning towards Tampa. Uh, we talked with Mark Schofield a little earlier here today, and he said he liked Tampa in that game in Detroit. And I'm I'm I might be inclined. Uh, I haven't looked at the spreads yet. Um, closely uh but I, I i would assume tampa's an underdog but i don't know what is it like three and a half four something like that i will look i know the other one is nine and a half uh right. san francisco same with the ravens um tampa is a six and a half point underdog. Whoa. okay wow i kind of like them it. i they'll the baker will throw it down the field they got obviously big plays on monday night against philly um i'm 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 interested to see how that goes Plus two twenty, same as the Blackhawks, mm. the Buccaneers on the on the money line. All right, timeout here. Kevin Adams coming up at five. Sal Capaccio to follow. Kevin, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. This is WGR. Welcome back, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog. Kevin Adams set to join us in about ten minutes. Sal Capaccio as well next hour. Sabers and Blackhawks downtown tonight. Pre-game at six tomorrow. Just about at this time, Sneaky Joe. We'll be out hosting a WGR Buffalo football happy hour rally at Hartman's Distilling Co., Chicago Street, downtown Buffalo. Wear your fan gear, enjoy mafia martinis, 
Other food and drink specials at WGR Buffalo Football Happy Hour Rally tomorrow, 5 to 7 at Hartman's. What's in a mafia martini? Ketchup? <laughs> no. Let's hope. Let's, let's not. Oh, it's going to be good. Oh. It's going to be good. Oh, my stomach just did a flip-flop just thinking about ketchup mixed with yes. gin or vodka. Like, oh, God. Oh, yes. why, why, did I just do, why did I do that to everyone just now? Maybe you weren't all there, but now probably you all are. I'm sorry. I really no, am. I'm sorry. No, need I, need I clarify? No <laughs> reflection on Hartman's, by the way, to say that. No, I mean, great I'm just place. thinking Super sort of cool. like tailgate, yeah. Yeah. tailgate martinis. What would be in that? Yeah, I don't know. Something yeah. fun. Love that place. Great spot. Yeah, for sure. All right, that's tomorrow with Sneaky Joe from 5 to 7. I thought you were getting ready to say something. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I really wasn't. I don't know. I, 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 sorry. I apologize. Last I five. <laughs> well, let's, do, let's do this instead. Joe was just texting me, asking me uh, if the Bills win the Super Bowl, who do they open against? Certainly, it's never too early to speculate mm-hmm. on that question. So, here are the the here would be the candidates like next year's home schedule: Jacksonville and Tennessee. I doubt either one of those teams would get the call for opening night mm-hmm. if the Bills were to be celebrating their championship. I would say Arizona is probably not likely to be that team. Agreed. You've got. The Of course, the three AFC East teams. You have the Chiefs, who will be here next year as AFC West champs, and the Niners. Hmm. I haven't really, you know, thought about this, believe it or not, too, for too long. <laughs> yeah. But my answer to Joe, Joe was asking me who I think would get the call, and I say Jets. Yeah, you gotta you gotta consider them again, don't you? Rodgers will be back, uh, right? That's that's gonna happen. Even though you know he talked about coming back and playing this year and didn't, but he, he'll be healthy, I, I suppose, or at least that's the plan to, to start. Um, yeah, my brain immediately went Dolphins, Chiefs, Niners, one of those three, because I'm inclined to treat the Jets. Yeah, you know, I'm not in the habit. You know, this year it was it was a spring and summer of treating the Jets differently. And then that that expired, you know, as soon as the season was four plays old for the Jets. Uh, but yeah, they they belong in that. I think it's got to be one of the four. Um, the Niners are the Super Bowl opponent. I don't know that you you know. I'm thinking of you in my head here. Like you don't don't want to put that game there. Chiefs Bills is has been a midseason staple here. So maybe I I'd say Dolphins. I would say Dolphins ahead of Jets, but one of those two would be my pick. Okay. I think maybe the, the luster is off Miami a little bit, but uh, maybe not. The Jets will still be interesting next year. They'll have the same sort of uh, hype, I think, as this year. It's like this year didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So um, let's let's hope to find out. Time out here, the update, and then Kevin Adams joins us here on WGR. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.